You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We're back with more Tapped Out with Brendan Tobin and Sean Levine on the BetQL Network. And here we go, round two, hour number two. Welcome back to the BetQL Network with Brendan Tobin. I am the sports machine, Sean Levine. Thank you to Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, future welterweight champion, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, for joining the show. He's the NMF, the nicest mother effer, on the same night that we have the baddest, the BMF belt. And then coming up in a little while, we've got Jim Rodriguez coming up. You tell me, BT, who's more of an NMF? Is it... Jim or is it Wonder Boy? Both very nice guys. Man, uh, that's close. Jim is very nice, but Wonder Boy's eyes are so dreamy. I think I'm going to go with Wonder Boy. They? they really are, man. All right, let's get off the eyes and back into the world of fighting. Let's do a little game of bet it or forget it. Tony Ferguson will retire after the fight. Win, lose, or draw. This is the last time we see Tony in the UFC. Bet it or forget it. I mean, if you're giving me all those scenarios and you're saying that no matter what, I'm going to say forget it because I say if he wins, he's going to keep going. If he loses, I think he's going to keep going. I don't know. This guy doesn't seem like (laughs) retirement really is in his plans. I don't know. I feel like it would have been there already. I would have thought, you know, losing to Nate Diaz would have been the way, but no, apparently not. He's uh, he seems very keen on keeping going. You, 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 you think he's going to be done? I think he should have been done probably two or three fights ago, but that's another story for another day. It feels a lot like the end of the career for a guy like another Hall of Famer, Cowboy Cerrone, where you look up and you're like, dang, his prime was unbelievable. He was fighting for titles. In the end, it just came really quick. I think that the promotion, I think the UFC loves Tony Ferguson. I think in a moment of clarity, if you ask Dana White, who his five most loyal, five most favorite fighters are, he'd probably name Tony Ferguson which is why I would say no also. Like, my answer is he probably should retire based on health and based on his skill set, but I think Dana and the promotion loves him so much that he's got that rare ticket that he could basically cash in his retirement ticket whenever he wants. Yeah, and, and I mean, he is he is great uh, promoting himself, promoting a fight. He's a great talker. Um, you know, you're never not interested in it because, like, look, we have this discussion. Even when he was, at first he was like, maybe the most dangerous man to maybe to, to never take on Khabib. Then he was the guy we always wanted to see be in there in for contention again. And now it's like all the discussion is, well, should he be doing this? What's going on outside the cage with him? So he's just one of those guys. Like you're always interested in Tony Ferguson, no matter what, which leads to, yeah, it's usually harder for you to go away. Cause you'll get primetime spots and people are going to, if you're going to get those types of opportunities, I, I don't, see the appeal i guess in him walking away other than his health if he keeps getting uh, you know you know kicked in the head and things like that 
it's not good for the health. Plus 260, he's an underdog tonight against Bobby Green. You can't find this bet at BetMGM, but I'm just curious. What if, what if this was a real bet? You could take neither guy to retire, or you could have the combination. You could have either Tony Ferguson or Derek Lewis retiring tonight. Even money. Which way are you playing it? I'm gonna see neither. I don't. Th- I don't think that they're gonna retire. I, I don't. I, I don't see a. I definitely don't see a scenario where they're both gonna retire. I just think that if you had to give me the odds of them both, unless like, man, they would have to both get knocked out in the first round. It's so embarrassing. Like that's what it would be. I don't see that happening. So I just don't see a place where they both end their careers tonight. I forget it. You don't see Derek Lewis getting knocked out in the first round, even though that's happened in three out of his last four fights. All right, that's fine. We move on. Um, the winner of the BMF belt will lose to Islam. Bet it or forget it. Wow. And this um, is assuming, I guess, that Islam beats Charles Oliveira because that fight's already lined up. So let's just, for the sake of this conversation, Islam keeps the belt. If it's Dustin or Justin tonight, they both would lose to Islam. My inclination is to say bet it because, and I, and you know, I think maybe I'm giving the rub there of Islam Khabib because we've seen what Khabib did to both Dustin and Justin, and he kind of worked them. Um, you know, I, I if if you told me Islam ain't if Khabib, I had to pick one, I think of, we've gotten that that point right. Like we know that much. Islam's great, but he ain't Khabib. He's not, but you know, I mean, like, look, I, I don't know if we're dismissing him because Volkanovsky was great against him and Volkanovsky might just be one of the best guys walking the planet. Sure. What he did against Charles Oliveira was being a buzzsaw. If he, if I had to pick one of those three guys, Oliveira, Justin or Dustin to beat him, I think I would pick Dustin and I'm going based off of like, you know, if he can get in the striking exchange, we saw him maybe get a guillotine close on Khabib. So I'm kind of doing some stuff there. I can't go Oliveira. I already saw him lose too easily. And I, I don't know. Justin just seems like he, he kind of blipped out in that in that fight against Khabib. But what that one wasn't even close, close. There wasn't even a moment for him. Khabib lost a round in his entire career. And really, you could argue that. Um, I don't know if you caught after Tom Aspinall dominated in 90 seconds last Saturday night. Mike Bisbing took the microphone, and obviously Bisbing's a British guy, so he's kind of always had the back of all those guys, and good for him. But he said that Tom Aspinall would work John Jones. Bet it or forget it. Yeah, forget it. I I, I think Aspinall's great. You know, you've been on the Aspinall bandwagon for a while, but he's going to work John Jones? I mean, like, come on, dude. Like, that's... That's very strong. Just saying that he's going to beat John Jones is almost an outlandish statement. The fact that you say we've never seen John Jones worked in his career. So Tom Aspinall is going to do it. And I like Tom Aspinall. I think he is thrilling. I think he probably has, a, if John isn't long for the division, he probably has a future as the champion in the weight class. Although, man, Sergey Pavlovich is scary. Um, but no, it's too strong. Too strong from Michael Bisming to say that. After the fight, Aspinall essentially called out the winner of Pavlovich and uh, Cyril Gaon. Kind of a weird call out on the path to John Jones. I don't know. I found that a little like just might as well at that point just skip it, call out John, and see what happens. Yeah, I think that's probably just uh, you know I think what is smart on him though. Um, and just for he's he's fighting uh, he's fighting the other circuit. He's fighting Spivak, which I've, he's already beaten Spivak, which yeah. is a little that's what's weird about it. 
If he fought, uh, if he called out Pavlovich, I thought that that would be badass to me. But I don't think it, nobody calls out Pavlovich. It's ridiculous. They don't want Why to. That guy. That? That, I can't, I didn't even feel it like calling him by name thirty seconds ago. I call him the wrong name, so I'm scared yeah. of his ass. But I but I found the gone the gone Spivak call out weird too. I was like, all right, but well, we saw gone. You know, gone. I, I gone needs like a little bit of polishing going on. You know, like he needs to kind of refurbish win. the brand. Needs to win. Needs to win. Needs to get it right. So, yeah, I, I thought that was a very strange call out by Tom Aspinall, but got the attention of John Jones. John's re- John responded. You know, so good on Aspinall. He did do the right thing to get, at least poke the bear, the top dog. Aspinall looked so good before he got hurt. His odds were so one sided. He went off to minus five hundred last Saturday, man, at Bet MGM. And then we saw why it took him just over a minute to finish that fight. So he is the dude that I thought he was when we started this show a couple of years ago. I think he is the future heavyweight champion. Does he go through John Jones to get that belt? We'll find out. Joanna Jacek, friend of the show, the boogie woman, not going to come back. She was teasing a return, but at this point she says that her mixed martial arts career is over. Uh, bet it or forget it. Her fight versus Whaley, top five fight all time. Bet it. I mean, best, like that was best women's fight I've ever seen. Best women's fight I've ever yeah, seen. Bad, I'm talking about all time. Yeah, I'll bet it. Like I think that 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 was just you know you think about the way she looked after that. It was crazy. It was the thing that you know what she looked like from that point to you know what she looked like uh, in our interview with her. You know she. It's crazy that the body can recover from something like that. But yeah, I, I am glad though she's not she's not returning. I, I think it's good. You know, that there's always that temptation, but I do think that. She's made her stamp on the sport. There's no need. And I think from her standpoint, she's so crazy competitive. We saw how tough it was for her to deal with the losses to Rose. Like, if you're not at the top, what is the point to just stick around? You know, like, she's proven everything there is to prove. Well, where do you think women's UFC is right now? Because if Joanna Ojacek's done and Ronda's not coming back and Rose isn't the champion and Amanda's retired and Valentina's not the same, I mean... Where's the state of the union on this whole thing? Yeah, it's a fair point. Um, they they are in a bit of a new wave right now. And, I mean, the hell, people are talking about a Ronda Rousey comeback. Like, that's, you know, I right? think you made that Everybody up. Everybody hates like, Molly McCann all of a sudden. Like, whatever you started, wherever you made up that rumor, it did take off, like, wildfire. What'd you say? And, you know, people are, people are clamoring for Ronda Rousey back. And it's like, really? Like, Ronda's been gone for a long time. I... I don't know, man. It's it's a good question. I do think that you know there there are big. I mean, look, hell, even Kayla Harrison's coming off of a loss on and PFL. Like you know, there's there's a lot of the top women aren't as uh, invincible as we thought. But in a way, that's that's while it's maybe not the best for business because the top dogs are losing, it is a good sign because it means that other women in the sport are evolving. And like we saw what that was like when it caught up to Ronda Rousey. And now it's catching up to others too, and and I think that that should breed, uh, you know, some really really strong. Pro- Look at like a woman like Aaron Blanchfield or somebody like that who's, you know, doing it. Or Tatiana Suarez finally kind of rounding out after injury. I think that's the exciting thing about it is there should be some fun, exciting ones down the line because of the pioneers. I think the ladies need the superstars. I think parity with the guys is okay. But when it comes to the ladies, especially right now, you need to have an Amanda or a Cyborg or a Ronda Rousey or at least like a Gina Carano. And I'm not sure that we see any of those ladies out there right now. All right, pay-per-view 291 tonight is 
Holly too? Yeah, same thing. Um, we got Sean O'Malley in the next pay-per-view taking on Al Jermaine Sterling. Bet it or forget it. I don't think that pay-per-view is going to get as many buys as tonight does. Ooh. This card's just better. Top to down, uh, top to bottom, I think this card's better. Well, if that is the case, I would like an apology from Sean O'Malley because he was very mean to me. <laughs> You're not going to get one. I won't get one. I actually hope we get him on before uh, before we get that fight. But um, I'm going to bet it. Has it I had the buzz this, you expected, Like I said, I, honestly. No, it hasn't. But I will say, in their fairness, this was a double pay-per-view month. So I don't know where the time is to really hype it. You know what I mean? Like, we've already had a pretty crazy month as far as fighting is concerned uh, with two monster pay-per-views. So I don't think that's their fault. I think they can amp it up. And I do think that this is a little bit of a proving ground for Sean. Like, we're going to see what the star power is because, look, Lord knows, Aljamain Sterling has not been the most popular champion in the world. I feel like you're in Boston. Everyone's going to be rooting for him to win that fight. Um, so this is going to be a big test of Sean O'Malley's star power and what that means because it does feel very much like he'll be carrying a lot of the, the promotional burden there, which if, you know, he believes in the star power as much as he does – then hopefully uh, he will be able to outdraw this pay-per-view. But this, I feel like this pay-per-view has gotten a lot of love from people for not having a title on the line. O'Malley's a pretty big underdog right now at BetMGM. You can get him at like plus 260, basically the same money you could have got him against Piotr Jan. Now that we're getting a little bit closer to that fight, do you feel better or do you feel worse about O'Malley? Because I know early on we were both on Aljo. Um, I'm still on Aljo just because I think Aljamain Sterling, even though people don't love watching him or they just they don't don't like the way he's carried himself or whatever the reason is, um, and his his wins have been very very close. I just think that it is a big step up for Sean O'Malley, and like credit to him because you know he was going about his career the way that he had. He got the win over Piotr Jan, but I don't know how good that. Win is looking as much because Jan, I do feel like, has been a bit on the decline. So, did he catch him on the way down? Or, you know, that's that's an interesting question. But I, I don't think anything's really happened to change my opinion. I still think that Aljo is a deserving favorite. I'd still probably think I'm going to bet on him to win that fight. Um, you know, but if look, if Sean O'Malley does win the title, I, I do think, yeah, to the moon, the guy should probably be. The, the one of the poster guys for the sport it's just he's got to do it like it can't just be all talk and twitter i think he becomes the most popular and i'm not even trying to like be funny here i know we've had this conversation a few times and o'malley reacted and that was cool he's got the look if he also has the belt at that point and he has the social media following i'm not saying that he's more well known or anything like that or a better fighter than john jones but if we're talking about as Shell Sonnen used to say, the class is current events. If we're talking about mm -hmm. the here and now, he is that guy if he wins the belt. So we'll, we'll talk about that in the next month as we lead our way to UFC 292. Let's talk a little bit of boxing. we got about a minute left before a break. Don't forget tonight is Spence versus Crawford. So if you like fighting, you've come to the right place. In the middle of the week, the monster, in a way, TKO of Stephen Fulton. I mean, better to forget it. This guy's the best fighter in the world and nobody knows who he is. Um, I forget it. Cause I don't, I don't agree that he's the best fighter in the world. I think that he is knocking on the door of that, but I would agree. Yeah. Nobody knows who he is because he's fighting at 5am, you know, but 
I don't right? see. Here's the thing that we on always a Tuesday. This, this is where, yeah. But I think here's the thing that we misinterpret is like I don't think he cares. I think he likes being a rock star in Japan, and I don't know what we're going to be able to do to change that. I think it's a lot, almost a little bit like the British fighters. Like they love boxing almost more than Americans do on some level. So what's going to get him over here to draw them? It'd probably take like a Tank Davis fight to do that. Yes or no? Did George Cambosis win that fight last week? No. I didn't think you won either. Coming up next, the method of the madness, UFC 291. Let's make some money together right here on the BetQL Network.